I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. Today, we're here to talk about sluts. And it's June. Well, it's June, too, but sluts. And we can be slutty in June. Yes, yeah, it's June, it's Pride Month, and we are celebrating the Prides with sluts. Yes, with Layla Martin. Yeah, with Layla Martin. Uh, yes, um, we are taking back slut. Slut is a good thing if you want to be a slut. If you're not into being a slut, then you don't have to be a slut, but if you want to own your slutiness. You typoed shut in our <laughs> calendar, and I could not remember. I was like, what is the We're shut episode? On sh- and then I had to go shut and Shut your mouth when you're talking to me. You better shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Sorry, we uh, had a, a, a book writing retreat getaway, and we watched Wedding Crashers and some Billy Madison. <laughs> and now we can't stop with the references. We won't do it to you all. Don't worry. We'll talk about sluts. Sluts. Oh, I like it. So anyways, this episode we recorded with Layla Martin in person at her house a couple months ago. We did back-to-back episodes. Uh, she's been on our show maybe this is the third time, I think. So there is a awesome video of this that will be on YouTube. An actual in-person video, by the way, because we're all hanging out on her bed and talking about being our most awesome slutty selves and how to tap into your inner kind of like sex god or goddess or however you identify. But like your inner slut, we are like, fuck yeah, I like sex and this she's is a badass and yeah. she's so fun to hang out with and she's full of really incredible information that yeah. anyone can access no matter if you are not feeling your inner slutness or if you feel empowered by your sluttiness or if you want to learn more about being a big slut i know i love to learn about sluttiness and we're not seeing sluts like you know i guess well just listen to the episode you hear how we talk about it because we're not like we're not using a derogatory term we're using it as something that if you choose to own it you own it and we're referring to like i am a sexual being and maybe being a slut is a part of that so so learn more. Layla's amazing. You will not regret learning from her, listening to her. And I don't know, we're pretty funny too. <laughs> oh, are you ready for a six question? Oh, by the way, there will be some really good clips on TikTok and on Instagram uh, because this is filmed live. And we always put clips from our episodes these days, but these ones are live, so they should be extra beautiful and sensual. And we're spicy. our Instagram, Shameless Sex Podcast, TikTok, we're Shameless Sex. So Go. check it out. Follow us now. And I'm just going to say right now, if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes, please do it april says at the end of the episode but also on spotify we just discovered you can review on spotify and we need more spotify reviews we do yeah go go, give us five or however i don't know how the stars work but show us your love because you love us because we love you so ready for a sex question because i don't even know this yes all right here we go i have a 14 year old whom i'm pretty open with He's heading to high school this year, and although I've talked to him about sex, I want to be sure I cover all the important topics. My number one focus has been consent, where a maybe, sure, I don't know, no, or an inability to answer will always be a hard no. Yes, great, well said. We've also talked about STIs and condoms. 
but what else should I be talking about? Not that I want him to go off having sex this young, but I'd rather him be be prepared than make a mistake he cannot fix. First off, I want to say I'm pretty sure. Yes, this is from someone who I believe uh, identifies as a woman. Um, So this is a mom uh, who's speaking about their son. Uh, So just some, some clarification, which second of all, I'd like to say these conversations often happen from that role where it's like the the mom's job or the vulva owner's job to have this conversation with their children um and it's an interesting thing where uh it's not that that penis owners or dads or men aren't having these conversations but it's almost like it seems like it's more their job to have these conversations especially with the girls like younger girls moms are talking to them dads aren't talking to them about sex um as much or as often and i like this question because it's important you like this person is going this young person this 14 year old is going off into the world of high school where i don't know about you chip but that's where i started having sex well, I also want to commend this person that's asking this question for wanting to know how to talk better or an improved method to talk to their kids about sex yeah. because it will come up. You can't ignore it. And I think, it. thank you for, for asking this question. And it's, so here's some things. So we've done past episodes on this. And so I'm going to first give you references and then we can just kind of elaborate from what we know. First of all, we have never birthed children. Um, we have partners or have been partnered with people that have had children that are in their teens. So we have some experience in that room, not being the primary teachers. Although April, you have had some conversations with some teenagers that were um, big in your life and shared really important things you know, to them and with them, uh, but they weren't your children, yet they looked up to you and you had some really deep conversations with young people. I have, and it was a totally consensual conversation asking them questions. I will say I've also talked to parents that have one of them has two boys and she was saying one of them is 13 and she was saying to me, I don't want to talk to them about sex. And I said, look, I'm not going to tell you what to do because I don't have children in my experience from doing the work that I'm doing with Amy and with other parents out there. All the educators and folks that we have coming on the show. It's not about talking to them about sex. It's talking to them about their own pleasure Mm. and about other people's pleasure and honoring it instead of, Hey, when you honor your own pleasure and you're honoring someone else's and consent is there, consent meaning someone's ability to say yes, they want something and they can say no when they don't, that I feel is the vessel for having conversations that will improve someone's ability to navigate the world of sex and pleasure instead of saying no 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 abstinence or figure it out on your own or or if it's like oh it's only about condoms or it's only about not impregnating someone uh that in in, this is coming from me and my experience was very valued by the people that i have talked to about that they said they never had thought about it in that way and thank you for sharing and i was like you're welcome i mean here's the thing you don't address it the school system definitely is not going to not all Uh, some are getting better not about pleasure though that's they still don't bring in like orgasm masturbate i mean they'll they'll like well hint at it but they will not speak to like techniques or ways to really like understand your body how to touch your body and go slow and really discover your body first before maybe sharing it with other people or how to you know discover your body and then when you share it with other people how to advocate for it other than consent but like here's the pleasure i like here's what happens when i want more of this or less like there's a missing thing there that is just not out there other than in sex education in podcasts books sometimes mainstream media like 
there's some better shows on Netflix, like Sex Education. That's cute, right? They're teaching some people some things. So some references. There's a really great book called S-E-X, like S dot E dot X. Uh, and I forgot the, the whole rest of the name, but um, it is a great book for teens and folks in their 20s. And this is a great book to give to these people. I think I gave my nephew one when he was like 16. Um, sorry, nephew, if you're listening. And um, and uh, is a great book for them to understand all the aspects of sexuality. It's not going to be like, here's some rope bondage. Go try this right now. Here's some deep anal fisting. It's about like pleasure and the the more tricky stuff, conversations and consent and negotiation and relationships. It's available at purepleasureshop.com. You can get anything at purepleasureshop.com with a coupon. Well, a discount, 15% off with discount code SHAMELESSSEX. Um, we've also had past episodes, episode number 16 called Let's Talk About Sex that talks about this with Gina Lepore and um, I think it's Valerie Moselle was her name. These are local Santa Cruzians. And then a bonus episode which won't have a number, so it's harder to find, but it was maybe from a couple of years ago. It's how to talk to your kids about sex with Dominique Carezzo. If you just go to our website and you look up in this, the search box, how to talk to your kids about sex, that episode should pop up. But she had a lot to share about that and about how to have conversations from experience with her own kids, but also as an educator. I wanted to bring up one last piece and I was looking for it. A while back, I had asked one of the teenagers in my life who's approaching not to be a teenager anymore, if they, her and her friends had any questions surrounding sex and they actually, and I said, look, you're welcome and it will be anonymous for you. And we'd approach someone that has an expertise in this field. And some of the questions I had shared it with you. I can't, I can't find it in my notes right now. Yeah, I remember that, but I wanted to bring that to light because some of the questions were so simple yeah. and yet they weren't discussed. No one was answering no, it anyway. And it was about blow jobs or when I give a blow job or how to say no. Yeah. And it, I, I want to invite anyone that feels that they have expertise in this field if you do know and you have deep knowledge of how to talk to a, a, a kid not a child but a teenager especially because remember the reason we never did an episode on it was because we weren't able to access uh, I think Gina was actually busy too busy to address and then we were it's not necessarily what what we're doing because we're focused on the adulting part of it yeah. but i think it is important and just like hemorrhoids when, yeah. when we talked about hemorrhoids we're, yeah. like, we're gonna invite someone that knows about the yeah, topic like it's not our our main thing that we yes. talk about but if, if you do have any of that knowledge well, and you want to share um we obviously well, we, um, we have a lot of these references here already these episodes but also that book sex give it to your kid and mm. they might be so this is what my mom did when i was younger she gave me our bodies ourselves i was 13 i was like ah want this like why are you giving this to me and like made a whole deal but then guess what i was doing behind the scenes i was looking at that shit i was reading it i was like oh my god what but, but i didn't tell her that because it's embarrassing right so what i remember what gina lapore teaches is even though the conversations are hard and embarrassing you don't have to be like hey son let me talk to you about blowjobs you know but you can have the more challenge you have to be brave and and have the more challenging conversations by giving the literature first is a big step and then the other thing gina shares is i am always here for you to as as if you have any questions like any or any problems any issues your friend has an issue regarding sexuality like come talk to me i'm i will not judge you and then the other thing she says is Keep the door open. And, and, and this is an ongoing conversation. So you don't have this one-time birds and the bees conversation. You talk about this once. You give them the book. I don't want 
this. You know, they have this whole thing. And then a month later, you check in. And you're like, hey, I want to talk to you about something else about sex. And you're like a check-in. You know, like how you, no, no, no. You're like, have any crushes on anyone? Is there anything going on in your friend field with this? And they're like, I don't want to talk about it. All right, just a reminder, I'm here, just so you know. And the last thing I would add, and it looks like April has something she wants to add too, because you're raising, actually, no, let's take gender and, and bits off the table. Talk to your kids about mutual pleasure, about no matter what bits they have, you have a penis, you have a pussy, or okay, we'll say vulva because we're talking about kids. So I'd say vulva or penis agency. And, and all the in-betweens that whomever they are playing with, their pleasure is just as equal as the other person's. And the other person's pleasure is just as equal as theirs. There is no hierarchy of pleasure of, for, for who's playing, with, playing together. And we still live in a culture that praises the cock and bam. Peggy Ornstein, who wrote Girls and Sex, still to this day, there are a lot more girls are giving blowjobs at a younger age. While they're not receiving, they're doing it for a lot for attention because it's what you're supposed to do. She just wrote Boys and Sex, which we should probably have her on our show. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of great literature about that. The only other piece I wanted to add is that don't expect anyone else to do it for you. Yeah. Because if you are a parent that that does care about how you're child because if they're under 18 they're considered a child especially in the united states if you are concerned about how your child is going to be out there in the world and about their sexual experiences don't expect someone else to do it for you and the, the literature i think that's a great piece of advice and if you're not comfortable enough to have those conversations perhaps you can find some resources including this podcast with people that you could uh, just, I mean, higher on some level to help you walk through those doors because school most likely won't do it for oh, you. Not, yeah. And the internet, let's face it, you can find Ooh. whatever the fuck you want on there. You can find a lot of things that yes, would not be helpful. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I would recommend... Oh yeah, that's another thing to say. Yes. Porn, what they see in porn is not realistic. To, Absolutely. To remind your, it's entertainment. Your kid about that. That's entertainment. Like watching, that's not yeah. yeah. That's not realistic. That's not what real... What, not real sex, but not... Generally speaking, that's not how most bodies respond in sex and that's not a place to learn. And there is, uh, there is a lot of... There are a lot of different opinions about the age in which to speak to children about sex. So do some more investigation about that. I, mean, I think Dominique 14, 14. I mean, I mean, if, when I, I'm thinking to myself and most of the 14 year olds that I've, I know they were pretty ready to hear, not ready, meaning like they wanted to hear about a it. lot. Of, and a lot of kids are growing up faster than we grew up. And if they're not having sex, they have, they heard on this, the plate, well, not playground, you're 14, but they heard in the schoolyard, so-and-so gave a hand job. Well, so-and-so gave I a just had a job. conversation with a nine-year-old the other day at a lunch because I was sitting, she wanted to sit next to me and she's like, what do you do? And I said, I tell people about their pleasure and their own bodies. And then she said, are you writing a book? Well, first she asked if I was on TV and I said, no. And then she's like, aren't you writing a book? And I was like, I am. She's like, what's it called? I was like, okay, we're going here. Your mom's right next to me. It's called shameless sex. And then I like looked at the mom. I was like, cool. Uh, and, and what's it about? And I was like, okay, this is going deep. And I've never done this before. And you're you're nine. nine. Yeah. And I said, well, it's about people and their pleasure. And that was a really 
important lesson yeah. for me. I wasn't the teacher. I was the student. Yeah. And how to navigate. <laughs> the because, nine-year-old's teaching you. Yes. Yeah. Because I w- didn't want to freak her out. And I also am not trying to be the mom here. Yeah. Uh, and her mom was right next to me. And I was like, is this okay? Because, yeah. and I don't know if she knew the word sex. Right. And her mom was like, absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much. I trust you. And I yeah. just felt that I was a student in that. And so there is a practice and you don't have to make it about the birds and the bees. It can no. be this own thing and it can be about pleasure and not about just sex and penetration and, and abstinence and or totally what happens when a baby's born. Kind yeah. Of thing. I'm just planting the seed. Like if you hear me just say like, oh, I work in the field of sexuality. It makes it like, oh, it's okay to say sexuality or sex. They're like, what sexuality? All right. Um, talk to your mom. Right. Yeah. I'm like, and your mom's here. And so, Google. And then one, the last thing. No, I'll don't say, Google. Don't, don't Google. Don't, don't, actually, no, don't know Google. <laughs> um, the last thing I'll say is uh, masturbation. Make normalize that as a safe thing um, and that it's okay for someone to do and um, and not like they're, they're not allowed to do it. You know, it's really a good thing for them to understand their bodies regardless of their bits. And yes, maybe not in the living room or like, you know, out at, at the grocery store. Well, but because like, we're not consenting to no, it's seeing not consent. you. But behind closed do doors, right. touching your body, exactly. discovering what your body likes, totally healthy like and actually probably really good for you. And I, and I support you in doing that. Great question. Thank you, yeah. though. And let's go into a bio. So, so we can hear about slut. Right, so we so we can hear about sluts. Uh, it was a perfect slut conversation. Too. Oh yeah, also teach your kids not to slut shame. Okay, just wanted to leave it at that. Bye. <laughs> Mic drop. First the bio. <laughs> Layla Martin is a visionary rebel who teaches on sexuality, relationships, and self love to people across the globe. She's the founder of the vital and integrated tantric approach Vita, and the creator of the Vita Sex, Love, and Relationship Coaching Certification, the Vita Sacred Sexuality Initiation, and other programs. If you want to experience epic sex, legendary love, and your most magnificent self, visit her YouTube channel with over 135 million viewers, as well as her website, LaylaMartin.com. All right, everyone. All right, I'm looking at you. Yeah, you. No, I know if you're listening in your ears, you're like, Why, how are you looking at me? Yeah, I'm watching you. But I'm actually not. Uh, we're on YouTube right now. And if you're not watching these videos on YouTube and you would like to see, we are, we are on a beautiful bed with a beautiful Layla. Velvet, oh on velvet, velvet on velvet on velvet. On velvet. And Layla has velvet on right Oh, yes. Uh, we also so if you're not watching YouTube you want to watch the video version go check out our YouTube we also have Instagram which we've had for many years and we're putting clips on Instagram oh and TikTok let's not forget please follow us a on TikTok, TikTok. we're trying yeah, to grow that stop. TikTok I heard it's a thing we're trying days. to be cool yeah. okay all like the kids, the kids do all the kids, all the kids, all the kids TikTok TikTok so go follow us it'll help us out um, and if you're just listening to your ears awesome go with that stick with that we are here once again with Layla Martin are you ready to get slutty yeah ready to get slutty so Shamelessly slutty. Yeah, so Layla is a return guest. We'll be on our show probably every three to four months because we're obsessed with her and she can talk about pretty much anything and any topic around sexuality. And today we're talking about how to tap into your inner slut. We've never done this before. No. And I love that. And I think we're tapping in. With our slut selves, yeah, with Layla on a bed. A lot of people already are probably like, "Oh no, bad word. Oh no." So okay, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna to get be a in. proper microphone yeah. slut. I, feel I like know. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, God, now the they're like, you better be watching yes. the videos right now. <laughs> a real, they're just kidding. A real like slut. Like okay, so we're gonna go into the whole part about um, you know sluttiness, etc. But 
Layla, once again, you've done this many times. We must hear your story. How is it that you are here talking about how to be tapped into your inner slut? How did you get to this place today? And maybe it's not just about your inner slut. Do you have a you know, master's like, in sluttery? Yeah, do <laughs> Kind of. A PhD <laughs> in whoredom? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Spiritual hoe. Ooh. Yes. All right. But like still a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> I think slut for God and, and cock. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Same thing though. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, cock is God. All right. Uh-huh. All right. So anyways, the episode's over. Bye. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that basically is being getting a PhD and yeah. being a sacred hoe is knowing that cock is God. Yeah, so exactly. That's yeah. it. And that's that your pussy's God and everything. Your pussy's God. Yeah. All of it. I bet. So yeah, mic so drop then? Mic drop, we're done. So your 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 story that we've heard in the past, you've gone on this spiritual journey, but like sexuality and you have all this shame and trauma, and that's my like short version of it. But Should I tell you my slut journey? Yeah, slut journey. Okay, slut, slut, slut journey. journey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I always I mean, I remember having the most intense crushes. When I was young, I had crushes predominantly on boys. So I was always like super boy crazy and Me too. really like I remember like going to school just for my crush mm -hmm. like and how good that felt and one of the reasons I bring that up is like we don't talk enough about how good it actually like that slutty inclination of like I want to like make out with like my crush and have like a bunch of crushes like feels so good in your body mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I you know because I was raised Catholic because of sexual abuse all this other stuff I was like a like a longing slut but not a fully expressed slut which is Catholics make the best sluts. Eventually. I know. Yes. Eventually, yeah. yes. Yeah. There is something special about a uh, Catholic uniform, the, the school uniforms. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know. It's maybe a fetish of mine. Yeah. I just love it. I think they're so cute. I want one. I'll buy you one. Okay, thanks. Sold. <laughs> well, I went to public school, but I did. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Catholic public. I didn't make that vow not to have sex until marriage. Okay. So, you know, that was like a whole thing. And, you know, I actually feel like I claimed my spiritual sacred sexuality long before I claimed my slut. So I could like feel the divine goddess through my orgasm. I could have the most incredible, like wild ritualistic experiences. And, but I did that largely in, um, monogamy and then very early let's see when I was probably like 24 25 I had had a boyfriend for about three years and I wanted to try an open relationship so in that time I was with him and he was amazing and epic and wild and hilarious he went to New York to become a stripper strangely it was Woo! a whole thing he good like went him. to Ivy League tech guy and he was like I will become a male stripper and I was like great good money and awesome <laughs> yes way to, way to tap into your inner is slut, he still doing that, that? Yeah. no 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 he, he took over my company anyways so okay. one of my, my original well, one of my original companies okay. um and then so at that time then I had this lover Lawrence who was a musician and he was British and he was like so hot and we were all at Tantra school so they were like highly trained mm. Ashton who was like a living Adonis like tattooed like huge massive muscles so fucking sexy and I was just like god Damn, I thought the secret to happiness was like low expectations and wine, but maybe, <laughs> maybe the secret to happiness is three male lovers all at the same Ooh. time. God damn, they figured mm. it out. Yeah. <laughs> all at the same time. Wait, no, all the same time. You have two like, hands, a like, mouth, like, and like you're with them at the same time. Or I mean, that would have been awesome. <laughs> <Did> that <laughs> <laughs> that would have been. 
so good. I'm thinking I have a visual of all the holes. That's what I was just things. doing. The yeah. two hands, like the green yeah. door, the mo- the porn or from the 70s. Or they have hands all over her body. Oh. oh. Right, but yes. Anyways. <laughs> but it was, it, was con- it, was, it was consensual. They all knew about each other. It was a full, like, fuck yes situation. But they never hooked up with each other. Mm. Did you mm. cut and paste text messages to all three of them <laughs> separately so they thought each one was special <laughs> enough? This is probably before this the dick I would. Era. Oh, okay. I would do that. It's like, it's, it's you know, multitasking. You're like, I love you just as much as I love all of them. <laughs> efficiency. Yes, it's efficiency. Higher ROI on your... <laughs> Rule number one in being a true slut slut is efficiency. Cut and paste. Your slut output gets a higher input (laughs) if you just copy paste. Oh, yes. That's low quality slut. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) And we're not judging you if you're doing it, but just like you can up your slut game. And that's what we're here to talk about. (laughs) Perfect. And then I feel like I went back. So that kind of ended poorly, mostly because I was young and inexperienced with, you know, that partner and all of that. And then I think I went back into like more like monogamy, being in long term partnerships, stuff like that. And I actually was less sexually liberated in my expression like in how I expressed myself in the world than I was with just like one man Mm -hmm. but I always knew that there was this part of me that was like wild and desirous and so far beyond what society teaches us is appropriate and I used to be like I'd never make out with my friends like that's all messy and like you know having like play experiences that's the way that they all got screwed in the 60s literally figuratively emotionally whatever like all the things and that and LSD (laughs) <laughs> I mean, the LSD might have saved them. We don't know. Yeah. Um, a little bit of column A, a little column B. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I, I think when the LSD turned into harder drugs, that was maybe when the, yeah. the downfall the happened. The downfall. <laughs> well, on a side note, I've talked to a lot of people who were in part of the sexual revolution in the 60s, and they said it still wasn't what we think about. Like, woman power, girl power is still very about the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And like, so we're still, anyways, that's a total side note. So like the sluttery in that, in the, the beginning, you know, I guess it was probably in the beginning phases there, but like we're in an era now where we get to like dive in deeper to it and yet there's still a whole bunch of shame okay i digress still so much but shame so, yeah so i would say okay so there's two expressions of sluttiness that i would like to express and really like claim in this episode so the first is being slutty with just one person mm. right so even mm. in my sexual experiences i would say in the early days it was like oh let's like look into each other's eyes and do all these like sacred rituals and all of that you know and i was so much more comfortable in that world and with energy than I was being like oh my god like like stick it in my ass you know like there was this like like I like having like sweet connected amazing orgasmic sex but like getting into like my like I want I crave right Mm -hmm. and the breakthrough for me in that actually was that for years and years and years I could only orgasm with a partner if I was fantasizing about someone else Mm -hmm. oh interesting okay Uh so I could have like the full sexual experience but as soon as I needed to orgasm I basically had to go like you know seek some sort of like you know businessman having sex with a babysitter or something I don't know and like like That's so hot. yeah <laughs> got me with that one <laughs> I was like, wait, why do I have to reach for the patriarchal fantasy to have an orgasm with the person I love right now? Like, what the fuck? So anyways, as I was doing, like exploring that, I was like, okay, I'm going to find out what I'm not feeling by going into fantasy because Mm -hmm. there is a place for fantasy and 
when you can only do the fantasy, it's usually hiding something. Like if that's the only way that you can have an experience. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to do the fantasy. I'm going to feel underneath what is in here. So I'm like making love to my partner. And I was like, okay, not fantasizing, not fantasizing, not fantasizing. What is in there? I literally went into my womb and it was this like, priest basically being like lust is bad like you will burn in hell if you are lustful Mm. so I let that experience sort of wave through my body of this like condemnation slut shaming like you're gonna go to hell kind of thing and as I did that this like lust woke up and it was really like womb pussy just like oh fuck like give it to me in every way shape or form like I want it in every hole yes 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 and like I was like whoa like I've been having to like fantasize to have an orgasm so that I could avoid my own depth of desire like wow (laughs) and it was a priest in my womb so there's was there uncomfortability there when you were trying to tap into that originally yeah yeah like when I was trying to get out of the fantasy and into what was really going on that was like deeply uncomfortable and then once it and I never had to fantasize to have an orgasm with a partner again epic fuck you priest she's out yeah Yeah. (laughs) see you later or you're just utilizing that as like new fuel or medicine like maybe sometimes are you fucking the priest are you like fucking him in the ass I don't know what to say someone shows up in a priest outfit to your house wrap on with the priest religious sexual play let me tell you so anyways Um, (laughs) so there's that kind of sluttiness right like even being in the like I want I Mm -hmm. desire and like I am I own the things that I want even if society would tell me like oh a woman's not supposed to want that or like that's slutty or that's over the top like even women still today like owning that they love anal right like that still feels edgy for a lot of women to even just claim that desire or like I love swallowing cum or like or like you know being a slut too is owning what you don't love and what you don't want to do but also like finding like what does my like what's my primal body desire Mm -hmm. beyond how I was conditioned beyond what I was taught what do I really fucking want so there's that and then there's like the state of the slut which I would describe as like it really is this like raw like I want Mm. you know like like the essence of fucking desire and it's such a hot state to be in so it's so for me like I feel it is so sad that so many of us have been so disconnected from that energy in ourselves and part of it as well is because it's been so co-opted right because it gets used and the story of the slut has often been told by unconscious men who weren't in deep reverence of the slut Mm -hmm. we like are so terrified of that part of ourselves. Terrified of, yes, being slut-shamed, but also just in terror of that level of desire in a woman, that level of wanting that's been so controlled, so condemned, so shamed for so long. Like, we're talking thousands of years. You're like hysterical. Yes, you need to be exercised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, thousands of years of getting, like, you know, not only slut-shamed, which is a fear of death, really, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're kicked out from your tribe and your community, to us, that equals death, Mm -hmm. right? Because we are these community social creatures. So it's so powerful. The code that are in there and then a lot of the times too like men have been conditioned to 
not respect a sli- like not be in reverence to that expression it's like but they objectifying might, and but they might still go pay someone for that business that, you know, they that crave kind of it yeah, that's yeah, what they, they want yeah, right yeah. but it's like they want it but then in in patriarchy it's like i want to own it or mm. control it right i want to take what is this like oceanic force that i could never own or control and try and make it my independent swimming pool mm. and like <laughs> that also sucks yeah so it's like where like how can we like claim and experience the beauty of the inner slut and also how can men find a reverence for that so that it is like you know it's not this madonna whore thing it's like no like madonna is a whore and that's the hottest thing so isn't old school tantra before like not modern day tantra well you modern day tantra but like where tantra originated out of wasn't the the the, the goddess the like the sexual goddess who was of this new sensual and sexual essence who was having a lot of sex or being very sexual revered like wasn't that kind of like isn't that was what was what's believed is we're talking like many many thousands of years ago like somehow this was bypassed i, me- I remember i forgot who taught i think it was like caroline Carrington or someone was talking about this that like you know this was someone that was almost on a pedestal for being so sexual and then we had all these things that shifted we don't all know like who knows what's true and what's real because this is we're talking about like old school history but I personally actually Betty Dodson she said that she thinks back in the day like thousands upon thousands of years ago that vulva owners actually abused their power at some point she's like i don't think it's just penis owners abusing power and disrespecting vulva owners i think the vulva owners like they're like we're fucking powerful we're witchy as fuck you have these multi-orgasmic experiences and then the you know the tables got turned and now we're in this like this time of kind of like figuring it out and it's still out of balance you know we're speaking to the, the too muchness of women's sexuality, the sluttiness, but now we're trying to take it back and be like, no, how can we do this in a good way? And there's also too muchness in men's sexuality or penis owners too. And so there's like this, this kind of balance thing that we're trying to figure out, like this middle ground, but you're saying you can do it as a single person, you do it mon- monogamous, you can do it as someone who's fucking, you know, five million people, you can bring that slut in there and that it takes all parties involved to kind of like revere that. And it's not just about fucking being a slut yes. as well, yeah. right? There's so much more involved, at least... I think it's like That's owning your desire. Yeah. Owning I think the desire. It's being willing to do what you desire instead of what society tells you is okay. It's like that, you, yeah. that instead what of you, society. What you yes. said earlier was that like I want. Like yeah. owning the I want. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I want to get fucked in the ass. Or I want you to just like pet me right now. I wanna I want you to like lick my face. I want you to lick my toes right now. I want you to suck my So toes. there could be a dominance to this. Owning taking the power into what you want. Maybe I went too dominant on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm <laughs> I want to be like a full submissive right now like that can be a huge part of being a slut as well and I've looked a lot into this I I know less of actually the ancient tantric history around sluttiness in some ways what I do know is what's beautiful about um, ancient Indian society was that they celebrated and had a place for express sexuality Mm -hmm. like that's what the Kama Sutra is which is different from Tantra but what it is is this place for cultural reverence Mm -hmm. for pleasure for fulfilling sexual desire for having like bedroom arts be like a celebrated part of culture which like it's hard to even imagine what it could be like if in like american society today we had that right where you didn't get banned on facebook for talking about pleasure yeah like it really was like no this is a celebrated part of our culture this is part of how we're healthy and happy and integrated what i do know is a lot of the ancient goddess uh traditions in the middle east and in europe the ways that you worshipped the goddesses especially kibeli and isis and certain other goddesses like that aphrodite to some degree it's like 
and uh, and Pan as well. The Maenads were the female worshippers of Pan. It's like the that ecstasy and sexual rites were one of the ways that you got closer mm. to divinity and that you actually purified and healed your soul through ecstasy. And so when the patriarchal religions, the monotheistic religions took over and that was their competition, everything that had to do with goddess worship became deeply shameful, really bad, even demonic. So this full expression of female sexuality and power was was deeply shamed and repressed for thousands of years I don't know what Betty Dodson's experience is obviously I don't know what happened back then but my experience and I think this is so good for people to understand is that when pussy is safe and women are high priestesses and in their sluttiness Mm -hmm. I've only seen that men thrive Mm -hmm. like I've really actually seen men be like holy shit what I actually wanted was like deeply slutty women who like loved sexuality and loved their bodies and loved themselves and loved sex like that's so much better than this stupid like cat and mouse game we've been playing and like the the good girls yeah and what I've seen is really like sexually empowered women love to celebrate people of all genders and like there's this like goodwill of like can we just Mm. have the best time ever and that's what makes me so sad when people think like oh patriarchy and being anti-patriarchy is all like being anti-men it's like no no, how do we deconstruct that system of power so like all of us are actually in deep and profound celebration of what we are and we share power Mm. so I want to tap into this part of finding this slut because it's obviously there's some work and that's why I was asking about the uncomfortability addressing the priest because through that kind of the uncomfortability and I'm going back to some of my conditioning as a Midwestern human and I'm not saying everyone in the Midwest is like this my experience was don't be a slut in high school, which was no PIV sex in my brain. I could get finger banged. I'm sorry if I use that term and you don't like it. Finger banged. Or even I had a lot of a <laughs> lot of men with penises or boys at the time go down on me at that point. And that never made me a slut. But I was always like, I can't fuck them because that'll be I'll, I'll be a slut. And people talk. And you didn't want to be a prude either. So that's a different thing. And so oh in my, my brain, getting releasing, uh, I remember being like, I can't sleep with a lot of dudes or because I don't want to be a slut in my brain. And I remember there was a shift there. And so if someone is, there's religious factors involved in their, in their uh, release, uh, wanting to release their inner slut, or if there's conditioning from, uh, from stereotypes of what a slut looks like, as you were mentioning, what are the ways to breathing into that, but kind of pinpointing what it is that is inhibiting you from releasing your inner slut? How do you do it, Layla? <laughs> <laughs> So what I recommend is having what I call a pleasure practice. So this is a time that you give to yourself where you actually get to explore and embody these parts of yourself. Like it'd be like, oh, how would I do yoga? It's like, well, you have to make time to do a yoga practice and actually bring it into your body and actually like make the space for it in your life. So that's why I really recommend for people who want to work on their sexuality, want to transform their sexuality, having what I call a pleasure practice, which is literally like 10 to 30 minutes. It can be once a week. It can be three times a week where you actually focus on this otherwise it's very very hard to move through these layers so yes what you're sharing is really important which is like breath is very key because it tends to get us out of our everyday sense of control and allow us to feel what's really inside like what's actually going on deep down inside so the way that I teach and what I've found to be the most powerful is instead of trying to get rid of those pieces right because it could be like I want to get rid of the slut shaming I want to get rid of the shame in general I want to get rid of the control I want to get rid of the self-judgment I want to get rid of the whatever it is right 
It's actually being willing to embody those experiences, which means that in some way, shape, or form, we accept them. And when we accept an experience, it will organically alchemize inside of our system in accordance with the laws of nature. So when we go to war with ourselves, what happens is we expend a lot of psychological, emotional energy trying to fight a part of ourselves. And what that does is it actually unconsciously locks us in a battle and retains the very pattern that we're trying to get rid of. So the easy way that we say this in personal development is what we resist persists. Mm. But why that actually works on a nervous system level is that when you're pushing against something in the nervous system, like you're trying to get rid of it, you don't want it there anymore, what happens is it actually reinforces the power of that part of our nervous system, which it's a physically existing neuronal network. So if you want to transform a neuronal network, you actually have to get deeper underneath the space in the nervous system where that network is operating. And that's where you start to find empowerment and choice. And the key to that is actually acceptance, which a lot of us, it's, it's sort of counterintuitive. So it's like to transform the parts of us that are blocking us from our inner slut requires an acceptance and an embodiment of those layers. So like when I found the shame and the judgment, right, which actually was a part of the priest psychology that I internalized to block my own slutty self as a protective mechanism. So instead of getting really mad at that priest voice inside of me, it's also understanding, oh, I took that on to protect myself in a society where it wasn't safe to have my desire, where I really was being slut shamed, where that really wasn't acceptable. And so those layers are actually my chosen protective mechanisms. So when I actually breathe into and discover that shame, fear, guilt, self-judgment, control, even being hard on ourselves about our own beauty, all of these are defense mechanisms that we internalize to block the sexual expression that wasn't safe when we were growing up. So when we breathe in and allow these layers and move them through our body, what happens is if those layers serve us or in alignment with nature, they get stronger. If they don't serve us, if they're not in alignment with our truth and our nature, they will alchemize out of our bodies. Mm. So when you learn to embody something like shame, like fear, like guilt, like repression, like inner judgment, what happens is it no longer wields the same sort of power and control over you. At the same time, you often have to create a nervous system experience of safety for the underlying expression that wasn't safe. So at the same time that you're embodying these different layers, what happens is you're also creating an internal experience of safety around being a slut, which was the missing piece in the first place, which is what requires these kinds of dense protective mechanisms to exist. So if this sounds like a deep process, it is. And that's why I have deeper courses and programs, professional certifications, things like that, because this is actually very, very deep work Mm -hmm. to liberate your inner slut. And it is actually very accessible to all of us. You need a TED talk on this. <laughs> I know, seriously. Laser pointer, yeah. please. So yeah, well, that's why you have co- whole coaching programs. We'll talk about how to get into that later and courses and think pieces around that. So what about, so, okay, so you're talking about this is kind of the work within ourselves that we can do and there's, so we'll probably talk about this forever, but what about as 
partners, you know, as someone who we'll speak to penis owners, right? Because um, so we're speaking heterosexuality, but like, or, or let's just say partners in general, actually. Maybe mostly we're talking about penis owners with vulva owning people or male identified, female identified, but just people in relationship with vulva owners who want to help encourage their inner slut to come out. You know, is what is the work that they can do to support that within their partners? Yeah, should they write oh. slut on post-its and leave yeah. them all over the house? You're just a big old slut. You slut. You slut. You slut. <laughs> you slut. <laughs> It's more, more slut. Or it's like, nope, I'm not going to train on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you get I home, mean, it's like, slut, 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 slut. You're like, ah! And, and one, thing, one thing that comes to mind, okay, so I remember being in a partnership once with someone who wanted me to do more role play and wanted more like the, you know, the schoolgirl thing. And I, I wasn't shameful for me. I, I have a thing with like being on the spot and being inauthentic. And so I can put the outfit on, but like now I can totally do it, by the way. This was like, you know, seven years ago or something. But they were like, hey, I wish you would do more of this. And I was like, that's really scary. It's like acting. And so it wasn't shame about this piece. And so, and for that, you know, for me, what didn't work was this person to say like, Hey, I really, you know, wish that you did more of this would be more like, Hey, for me, what really would have worked is like, let's do this together. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, that's really like, I'm going to, okay, how about I play this guy? You play this girl. Let's do this together. Instead of like, Hey, can you do more of this for me? Um, and then I just would like kind of freeze. But now I get, yeah, it's a whole different thing. So I will leave it at that. What do you think for partners who want to like really bring that out and support that? Yeah. I think really verbally affirming your partner. So it could be depending on what their experiences of these words. Like I, love experiencing your inner slut or I love experiencing when so it could be less triggering if you're like when you're full of desire when you're fully expressed right and having the sensitivity that if she's triggered around that if there's pain around that if there's wounding around that or if there's a story right so there's a lot of story in women as well like you only want the kind of sluttiness that like I've seen in porn like you just want me to do it for you you don't want me to have an experience of my own freedom and liberation and wildness you want me to like perform for you so there can be this like wall and shutdown to it and so really using words like I love feeling you in your pleasure mm-hmm. I love feeling you in your full sexual expression and if there's any kind of blockage there what can I do to support you mm. and that like how could I make it feel safer for us to be able to grow together sexually for it's you to write that in a post it <laughs> totally yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a long post it yeah. yes it is you get the, the big ones and then slut 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 yeah slut but you're just fine as you are but it's more slut <laughs> I really love that yeah. this is good Layla yeah. it's so yeah. juicy <laughs> Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast is free to you because of our amazing sponsors like UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious silicone lubricant that can enhance your sex and intimacy. UberLube's unique formula is velvety, long-lasting, with no flavor or scent, and it feels absolutely incredible on the body. There are thousands of doctors recommending UberLube to their patients because it's less likely to throw off your pH than most other lubes. So whether you want to make your hot sex even hotter or you want to prevent dryness, take our advice and check out our favorite go-to, UberLube. UberLube isn't just for sex. I use it for massage, to tame my frizzy hair, to prevent chafing, even for oral sex sessions. I love how it comes in a beautiful bottle with a pump top for easy access, appearing more like a cosmetic product so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. UberLube is without a doubt my favorite lube and countless listeners agree, often stating, we never knew lube could be this good. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com. Use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. 
This podcast was also made possible by OMGS.com. OMGS combines scientific research of real Volvo owners so you can learn shame-free techniques on how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied 20,000 plus people of all ages and turned the research into animated modules, short videos, and beautiful infographics that are tasteful and easy to understand. Whether you want to learn about external pleasure, internal stimulation, or techniques with toys, OMGS can help you master vulva pleasure. Let me tell you, I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives because knowledge really can activate your pleasure power. OMGS is for anyone who cares about vulva pleasure and wants to take it to the next level. OMGS can help you become a sexual strategist by equipping you with the tools you need to unlock your pleasure potential. Plus, your OMGS purchase helps fund more pleasure research. OMG, that's great. Only pay once and these techniques are yours forever. That's right. This is not a subscription service and you don't need to download a thing. So go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off when you purchase any OMGS season. Again, go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off right now. Time to pursue your pleasure. And now back to the show. So you're saying, yeah, this could be yeah, sort of like an encouragement, and then there also could be like a we process in there as well. And yeah, okay. it's creating a safe space, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. As we've talked about in other shows with you, the safety piece is so huge, be- huge because you're allowing them the space to be slutty and saying it's okay, and I want that. Well, in the last show, we were talking about the, uh, the um, ugly, the your oh, friends. I was who, using the word ugly, well, and well, you were friends, saying power. Friends having a hard time like letting go and letting loose. And when I think of that, an ugly meaning like I'm too much, right? Like I'm having cry-gasms and scream-gasms and it's like, it's some pure witchy shit. I mean, I've, we've heard like Kenneth play on our show is like, when I die, I want to come back a Volvo owner because I've seen your orgasms. They're fucking amazing. Like you guys are like blasting off and not, all, not everyone's all the time, um, but it's, you know, there's like some magical power to it. And so I would say like, you know, for, so for my current partner, when I go into my witchy ass orgasmic or sexual show where I'm making, I'm like screeching, I'm making, I'm, I'm like full on batshit crazy to some people. He loves that shit and he compliments it and he is like, yes, more of that. Instead of like being insecure about it or like, hey, can you keep he it He also down? wears t-shirts that show women ejaculating and awesome things. It's like true. The, he does. He does he he's like very, he's, uh, he's like, I'm a feminist. Satan, respect yeah. women. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. For, he's, yeah. So he's yeah. got this like badass. Uh, he's different. But like, I, but, but I also think that, so for your friends that you're talking about, April, you know, if they had partners that were like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, just, like, let that stuff out, you know, and uh, we talked about this in the last show, but, I mean, is that what you're kind of saying is, like, encouragement, like, if, and I guess, two-part question, what if, one, you're with a partner, so you're with a Volvo owner, so I'm talking partners of Volvo owners, who aren't letting their inner slut out, what are some things that you can say to them, and then the other part is, if they are, my guess is you're complimenting it, you want to, like, give that some praise and build on that. But do you have anything you want to add to those two pieces there? <laughs> Let's say eight pieces of one. <laughs> As usual. Yeah. So obviously, yes, celebrating the shit out of your partner mm-hmm. and when they do open up and when they are unlocked and when they are expressed. And the other thing, too, is learning some basic tools that you can encourage them in that help them unlock their sluttiness. So 
um, breathing and it's not like you have to tell your partner to breathe while you're having sex, but if you're actually breathing, your partner will also usually start to match you. So like if you're doing deep breath, if you're actually like really connecting in a very, very deep way, that's going to help your partner unlock, um, being really sensitive, right? So women have vulva owners have been very like both usually had really shitty experiences of being shamed or judged in their sluttiness or shitty experiences of being told that they're not enough. They need to be more. They need to have a bigger orgasm. They need to do this or that. So just really important to be sensitive to that level of pressure Mm. that vulva owners have experienced and how they express their sexuality. So you're not coming in and adding more pressure. You're more recognizing what her sexual essence is and being willing to her or their sexual essence is and being really willing to encourage it. Mm. Right. And like being on this, like I'm here with you in collaboration to be as expressed as you can possibly be in your sexuality because I love you. Mm. Right. Not because I I'm here to like pressure you or make you do something for me. And I think the subtle shift in that is huge. Um, also pussy massage, like oh, yeah. yeah, giving pussy shit. massage on the regular, <laughs> like really helps unlock with the tongue or hands or both. Oh, the hands. Oh my God. Okay. Anyways, it's not about me, but I, I just like, I my pussy's happy. We've talked about that. this before. Cause Amy was like, I got my pussy massage for like 30 minutes. I'm like, that sounds terrible. Oh my I'm God. Like, I would be like bored and be like, let me get to the fucking she's, point she's here. A, she's more of like, but a, I yeah, am an I, instant gratification person. I live. Yeah. My my partner's like, hey, let me massage your pussy. And that could just be the event for them. But he just genuinely really loves it. And my pussy loves it. Yeah. And if someone yeah. did that to me, I'd be like, <clears throat> I, sounds like you need someone who's amazing at yeah, teasing what, and making you wait. Yes. yes. See, I love teasing and I love waiting where I'm like, just give me the cock now. But I'm so turned on. Like pussy massage in maybe the way Layla's know. talking about maybe. it. Like add a little something. something. It needs, yes. Who I just say clinical when I think about a pussy massage. No, 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 not clinical at all. No. <laughs> so, so this isn't about me either. However, I'm just saying there's a lot of dynamics out there. And if you're not a person that enjoys pussy massage for 30 minutes, that's okay too. Five There's still room for you to be a slut, a big giant slut. So the reason that, like, why, unless you hate pussy massage, <laughs> pussy massage. I also pussy. hate back massages too. Okay, this isn't about me though. <laughs> Damn. God, apparently so nobody it, it hates <laughs> massage out there. Um, <laughs> but is also a slut. <laughs> but she is slutty though. She you're likes gonna, you're gonna make some slut. small category of women feel so seen right now. I know, right? You some are. small yeah, category. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's true. If you're <laughs> out there, that one percent, I love hate, you. I'm you. You also hate massage. Well, it's like there's people who don't like hugging. That, I mean, that's they might not like massage. There's a lot of those people. Yeah. So well, I've had a lot of slutty. bad experiences with massage. Like I was in Nepal and some woman got on my back without permission and was doing the head thing that I showed you all last time yeah. with oil and she was standing on me and I was like, what? Why do I need to straight on? So I've had bad experiences and maybe there's a good masseuse out there somewhere vulva and back (laughs) all right so the reason (laughs) the reason that something like pussy massage can be helpful (laughs) is because to some people in some circumstances maybe (laughs) this one (laughs) no not is that so inner slut we're saying is actually a state in the nervous system so there is a um a psychological state that's actually been studied in research and with mri scans which is that 
basically the part of your brain that is scanning for being socially appropriate and whether what you're doing is okay or not shuts down. Mm -hmm. And so this actually correlates with the strongest, most powerful orgasms when you're with a partner. So you could almost imagine that the state of inner slut is one in which the parts of your nervous system that are constantly judging whether you're being appropriate or not and what everyone else is thinking about you go quiet, meaning that they're not there anymore. And this is a state of surrender and this is what many vulva owners hunger for many mm-hmm. humans generally but vulva owners generally are like I want my mind to go away and I want to be it fully in the experience and I no longer want to be like thinking about whether what I'm doing is okay or not and so what's required is the ability to drop into ourselves so deeply that that mental control starts to melt away and it's like the body and your energy actually takes over mm-hmm. so you have to shut down the the parts of your nervous system that are in that state of constant continual control. And so certain practices help you get there. Breathwork, yes, I talk about that a lot. Breathwork is scientifically proven to shut down those controlling parts of the prefrontal cortex. It's not a bottle of wine though, right? No. It's not, bottle it. of wine can help. No, that's oh, okay. why people like drinking. It actually yeah. takes away social control. Maybe it's a, a, a one, sense of glasses, self-judgment. Though. Yeah, one, two glasses. Yeah, we're not talking about blackout drunk, yeah. but like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's literally why people usually have better sex, uh, you know, after smoking a few joints, after drinking alcohol, because it specifically does shut down those parts of your brain. Mm-hmm. So learning how to do that with or without a substance, I think is very, very powerful. One of the other ways to do it is through meditation. Through mm-hmm. a, You can also think of it as sensate focus, which is to be really attuned to your sensations. So your nervous system stops judging and criticizing criticizing and switches into a feeling state, a feeling of expression. When you combine feeling and expression with a loss of social control and judgment, what you get is an unleashing of your more wild primal sexual self. Mm -hmm. So the more that you can engage in practices that train your nervous system to do that, the more that you're going to feel expressed in your inner sluttiness. It's creating a habit. I was just reading the Atomic Habits book and it is, it's creating a habit and getting into, if you want to identify with this inner slut, then create a habit to unleash your inner slut. And that is something that I've worked on so long because I loved masturbating from a very young age and I didn't know how to bring my inner slut, that, that Mm -hmm. self love person that was like able to orgasm on my own into my bedroom practice with, with partners. And after I was able to love myself and release and understand what I like by breathing meditation, huge, I've been able to be wild and fucking tap into my anal and have orgasms and just want it to be powerful. And, and, and that is so hard to do because we are so civilized. It's like, Oh, I have to be in this box. I want to get, I don't want to get sweaty. My makeup dripping down my face. Like, no, let's look at that shit all over the place and like own it, you know, like in in our primal selves. Yes. Yeah. And what's so, what's, so fucked up about sort of heterosexual dynamics is that in some ways men have been really conditioned to want the inner slut as long as it's controlled and usually not intimately connected in their hearts mm, right so that's yeah. kind of like whore right yeah. like i want like casual fucking crazy oh, why sex. buy the cow when you can get the milk for free like that whole Dude. that old shit <laughs> that <laughs> reminds me of growing up so oh much oh my god yeah. hate that shit <gasps> yes. yeah yeah i grew up in wisconsin so cows were common yeah yeah but i mean yes yeah, so you want to like you want that you want to have the experience here but we only want it in one context in this one place and performative slut is usually not scary right mm. that's the thing so if you get kind of 
of like just a woman who's performing sluttiness, it doesn't really shake you in any way, shape or form. But that state that we're talking about where you're actually fully deeply unleashed, usually a man has to be initiated. He either initiates himself or he learns it somehow that that's fucking sacred, like mm. your lover, mm -hmm. right? That that is what you want, that that like that's it's. In my language, right, as a tantric, it's meeting the goddess. Yeah, totally. The unleashed goddess and all of the different expressions. And so if you're with a man right now as a vulva owner and you're like, well, he, he would be terrified. He wouldn't see me. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't be okay. It's because he hasn't yet been initiated, as most men have not, yeah. into revering and understanding the power and nourishment of that state. When men actually experience that, like one of my lovers was like, look, like once you fuck a goddess, you can't unsee that. <laughs> like you can never actually. <laughs> once you go goddess, you can't go back. Go back to yeah. being like, well, I wish that was fake, yeah. you know? Like I wish someone would just fake that so yeah. I could feel comfortable inside of myself. But there's a huge part of male psychology that's terrified of loss of freedom mm. and loss of significance. And right now we're having this huge thing happen with men in our society that so much of where they used to derive power from is being destabilized, right? And many of them, like they're not sure how to act they're not sure how to be sexual they're not sure where they belong in the world there's this huge destabilization of what makes them powerful and what I see is for them to actually go through the initiation it's to let go of the false structures of power where it was like power over gives me power or mm -hmm. I'm powerful if I make money or I'm famous or whatever I'm seen in these certain ways into like what is my inner power what like what makes me powerful regardless of external circumstances which is true power and that kind of empowerment actually seeks power in the feminine mm -hmm. right like I want to experience the fully unleashed sexual power of the feminine when I know my own power and so there's this way almost right now in sexual dynamics where we're like trying to find our way back to what true power actually is and so you have this shadowy expression of male female sex which is like man in like control and performance and like you know habit and fantasy and woman in sexual performance disconnection trying to make things look a certain way and both of them are actually generating a certain kind of resentment towards each other because that's not actually what the man wants deep down inside and that's not actually what the woman wants deep down inside but in order to make the way through that portal and activate into her in the full inner expression of slut and him in the full expression of power, freedom, and reverence for that inner slut is for them to both know their own true power outside of this weird societal conditioning that you have to fuck a certain way and behave a certain way in order to be acceptable back into like the true nature of them so like what's so cool about sexual dynamics to me is like yes we're actually learning how to fuck each other in a way that's deeply nourishing because I guarantee every single man who has ever truly been fucked by a woman who knows she's the goddess with her inner slut unleashed is like that's what I want that's yeah. actually what my soul has been hungry for for. Mm -hmm. and for a woman to be seen in that and revered in that and safe in that like that's what she wants deep down inside of her soul but in order for us to get there it's like we have to find our way back out of this whole complex mess of all the ways that we've been told we should be having sex find our way back into our true power and that's this like deep elaborate psychological process so for those of you who are listening to this is like this is not that easy like it's not that easy for me to get my partner to revere me or to worship me it's not that easy for me to unleash my inner but it's true 
because it gets to this heart of how we've gotten lost as humans and alienated from ourselves, alienated from our divine power, alienated from the truth of what sexuality really is. Mm. One piece I want to just highlight for folks, when we're speaking about being a slut, it's not with being with tons of people. You could be a slut in your relationship. And I also want to say, if you find yourself hanging out with people that are slut shaming, this is something that's huge. Correct their asses. Be like, yo, doggy, however you talk to them. <laughs> Honey, uh, if they're comfortable and it's consensual and they're fucking the town's brains out, more power to them. And it's and, their choice. And it's their choice. Yeah. And when I hear younger kids, teenagers, slut shaming their kids are going to school with, I usually try to correct and flip the script on them and say, yo, yeah. That's okay if it's consensual. If it's they're doing something that isn't in the consent piece, which we've talked so much about, then that's a different topic. And if they're doing it because they're into sex or they maybe haven't figured out what they like and they're testing out a lot of different humans to figure out what they like, that's okay too. So I just wanted to pinpoint some of those features because when I think of slut in my Midwestern brain, and again, no shame to the Midwest, but I do think about multiple partners, but I love thinking about this in your partnership too. I love that. Yeah, and it can be either way, right? Like you, it, it's there's also a place for us to claim our slutty expression in whoever we want to have sex with and really owning that. I also think there's different layers. Like I found myself that I am a makeout slut. Ooh. Like like my bar for making out with someone is pretty fucking low. Like <laughs> <laughs> my bar for having someone's like penis inside of me or hand inside oh, yeah. of me higher i am much higher you I'm, know yeah but totally. like i also love erotically connecting with people having like energy orgasms or like eye contact or whatever like and so there can be these different dimensions of sluttiness as well it doesn't have to be like so incredibly rigid and it's like supporting each other to actually own what we want to be and it's crazy to me that slut shaming is still one of the places where like misogyny can be so rampant if you think of like an nba like a male nba player who like fucks all the time right we're just like wow right if you think of like a female gymnast who goes and fucks everyone while she's on tour that slut she's we gotta get her off the air we gotta get her off she's off the team it goes so deep you're so how crazy different that is yeah, it's it's and the gymnasts it's, have to be great with all their flexibility. They're probably really good at that. They should get out there yeah. and just it'd well, be a service to up. humanity, right? Exactly, a service to humanity. Totally. Well, and what you're speaking to earlier, April, like with kids. But oh my god, if you're watching the video, my dog is hilarious right now. He's like, I agree with you all. Let's not slut shame because it's yeah, not just men slut shaming women. The women doing it to each other. And you were talking about young people. The women adult, on women. I've heard more than men slut shaming. Adult women. Yes. You know, adult women, women in their fucking exactly. 40s. Research actually shows that it's women who perpetuate patriarchal yes, ideas yeah. on yeah. each other more than men on women. Which I was, is that's what I was speaking bullshit. to because yeah. I've heard friends not in any recent day or two but in the past few months where people were re- that being mean to each other talking shit and I hate gossip first of all like Eleanor Roosevelt said small minds talk about each other large minds talk about ideas and then average minds talk about events use that one later <laughs> and I don't like gossip and, and I hate talking about people in, in their bedroom practices if they're not the ones speaking to it it's about themselves so speak to it but yeah. slut shaming is bullshit yeah I it's hate not, it and know, know that when you do slut shaming you're showing us your true colors we know that you're just insecure we know it's your own stuff that's showing up but like when we're judging or we're being you know insulting or mean or whatever this is because of our own internal landscape struggle having some sort of struggle and we understand that so go ahead and slut shame the shit out of us we're just here laughing at you being like you haven't worked on yourself yet and that's cool and but you like said something about that. You, you said something in the beginning about the things that you're most uncomfortable with are probably
really uh, you had a great wording for it, but it's like the stuff that's probably inside of you that you want to do. You yeah. probably want to be a slut. That's yeah. why you're slut shaming. Deep down, you yeah. said it better. So yeah. rewind and go listen to that piece. Also, there's a great practice because I know that you all love sharing practices that are really helpful. So this is a practice that we actually have in my coaching certification to help eradicate some of this, which is you can self pleasure and actually visualize a supportive community cheering you on. Mm. Or you can also visualize yourself fucking someone as your inner slut and having your community, like people who actually would support you, so it can be real people or imagined people, cheering you on as well. And this actually heals something really deep inside of the body and the psyche of like, oh wow, like I could actually be celebrated in my sluttiness. And I think one of the best phrases, like if anyone is being slut shaming, is to be like, good for her. Yeah. You know, good for her. Yeah. Like, you know, the world Get would be it. so much happier if we actually let ourselves be slutty. Oh my God. Like the valet last night, we were, we were at this hotel and just, we were like, oh yeah, we have a sex party. He's like, get a girl. Get a girl. <laughs> yes. Just like get a girl, but kind of like, yeah, you get it. Yeah. That was when yeah. we were at a restaurant, Amy and I were at a restaurant together in Santa Cruz and someone, there was a fan and he took pictures with us and then he's like, well, actually it's for my wife. She loves you. And I was like, I bet she's good in bed. Like, yeah. I hope she's a huge slut in there. Yeah. yeah. All the whole table, yeah, all these like, dudes. Like, yeah. So all right. yes, empowering so, each other. So coaching program. So you, I know you have a lot of other stuff that is, you know, there's like other programs and things. We have the 21 day challenge. So you have a coaching program and I know someone who personally did it, I think a year or two ago, I think it's a year long program. You can tell us more about this, but it was life changing for them. I've seen their posts. Um, her name is Samantha. She's been on the podcast before actually. Uh, and her posts about how it changed her own sexuality and her career. Cause now she's doing coaching. And, but her, like her connection, like she became this like fully embodied, liberated sexual goddess, Slut. slutty <laughs> goddess, and also now can turn this into a career too. So can you tell us about these offerings and including the program and how people can dive in deeper and not just about sluttiness, but like, you know, maybe within their career too. Yeah. So you can learn more <laughs> about Vita coaching in the show notes. Yes. And so click the link, everyone. Vita coaching is this specific methodology. So it's a tantric approach to sex, love, and relationships. And so it's a year-long certification. You end up doing a further period of time as well to get into full mastery where you practice and continue to receive guidance and support. And so what it allows you to do is to spend a period of time, as Amy's saying, where you actually deep dive into your own body, your own nervous system, and do all of these practices. Because it's my experience that the best coaches are people who are holding a true transmission. It's not just what they say it's who they've allowed themselves to be it's the vista that they're standing on because of the trails and the pathways that they have walked and so when you are holding as a coach this unique transmission because of the work that you've done you end up resonating as much more powerful and much more masterful to your clients and so it helps with sales it helps with success it helps with results so we actually put you through a unique six-month personal process um, which is what Samantha is referencing where you actually transform your own sexuality your capacity for intimacy and relationship from the inside out. And then from there, you learn our um, unique coaching methodology to be able to transform someone in sex, love, and relationships as well. There's also nine different majors that you get to choose from. So you can, for instance, do male sexuality, female sexuality. You can become a jade egg or crystal egg teacher. You can do tantric sexuality, relationship transformation, life transformations, which is things like menstrual cycles, menopause, things like that. So basically, 
you also get to specialize in the program, which is really amazing. So you have like a basic ability to be a very powerful sex, love and relationship coach. And then you get to niche into something that is your true passion. So if you're interested in learning more about that, you can check that out down below. We also have a 21 day challenge, which is called magnetic. This is for vulva owners. This is erotic confidence challenge. This is totally free. This is 21 days where you get two to three minutes of a practice. It's a very simple, but powerful practice that will allow you to have that feeling. Like if you walk into a party and you're just like, like you're a yes to yourself you're radiant you're magnetic you're sexy also a lot of the stuff that we're talking about of just like being a slut even receiving a pussy massage like things like this can be like whoa that feels like a big leap right developing erotic confidence is one of the ways that you actually feel fluent and confident in eroticism in sexuality it'll allow you to progress both in the bedroom but also just in how you feel when you get dressed in the morning how you move through life really transforming from being in your head all the time into this kind of sexy being which feels so much better to so many of our nervous systems mm. for those of us with a vulva yes please all so again link in the show notes so wherever you're listening and if you don't find the show notes where you're listening you go to our website shamelesssex.com go find this episode you can click on the link and it'll take you to all these and logistically offers. speaking is this something people could do if they have a full-time job on the side because it is it time-wise feasible or because it's a lot but i'm assuming i could do it right i, I could do it even though i have two jobs you have like eight jobs i do <laughs> because i think logistics are important for people if they're like i'm super busy can they do it at their own pace or is it vita coaching yeah uh, the coaching piece yeah, yes. yeah the erotic sure challenge the 20, 20 yes. challenge you're good no matter how busy you are yes, um yeah. Uh, yeah, so with Vita coaching, it's more intensive than a graduate degree, is what most people tell us. Oh, so which yeah. is actually a good thing. I yeah. would imagine. Yeah. Can I go to like, night well, school I'm though? Really getting... Night school? Can I do yeah. Vita night school? Well, yeah, you're actually getting something. Yes, yeah, so you can out do it, it yeah. totally on your own schedule. Okay, That's okay. The thing. Everything is recorded. You have an additional year to graduate, so we basically give you a full year to be able to finish all of the academic requirements for your certification and things like that. But I really did develop it as you know, in the coaching industry, there's a lot of coaching certifications that are like 10 calls. And now you're a coach. And I was like, <laughs> you're no. going to hold someone. And now we have a problem. Sex, yeah. relationship and love life. Like this requires like a true, very challenging education. And so I ask people who are thinking of joining the program, if you were going to hire a coach and invest your hard earned money, would you want them to have done the easiest possible training or the hardest possible training they could find? Mm -hmm. So Vita coaching, like it is a true commitment. It's yeah. 15 to 20 hours a week. However, really there's no excuse because you can do it at your own pace so and if you have two jobs people, like me you can still do it well but you yeah. actually can make money at the end of it because yeah. people recognize you as someone who has really done the work and really can get results yeah and i just want to say if you're working 40 hours a week plenty of people work 60 hours a week if and and more and also i would imagine for people whether you're a single person whether you're a volvo owning person whether you're a partnered person it yes. would just transform your life so and if you have kids yeah. when they go to bed that's the time you can open up your laptop and not watch netflix and guess what it's gonna make your parenting much better <laughs> single moms yeah. with full-time jobs who do the program yeah. like that's not to say you can't do it with a job it's just yeah. to say that it is it is a level of energetic and personal commitment yep all right well there you it. go no excuses you're out of them so <laughs> we're also out of time everyone i hope you watch this on youtube and if you're listening just in your ears when you have time go on itunes write meow give us five stars we read every single review we love you listeners and i actually do get I lose sleep and I get sad over the bad ones. So if you're going to leave a bad one and it has my name in it, just email us. Just please. email Amy and then Wait, she'll do censor it, it for it, me. It just seriously, if you have a, a legit I take it very personally, Amy's like, about shameless so sex, send me an email at amy at shamelesssex.com. What if it's about them hating me, Amy? Then I'll read it and then we'll take it into consideration. Like if you have a legit complaint, send it to us.
Yeah. Save the save the Someone complained about all the accents I do, but I've been doing that since I was little and I like oh, it. Don't you know? Yeah. Because she actually is from fucking Wisconsin. It's so. true. Anyways, all right. Uh, so <laughs> we're off the tangent now and we do appreciate your reviews, y'all. So thank you for that. And thank you for being part of the Shameless Sex Revolution. We adore each and every one of you. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.